Welcome to Mint, a unique look into how the creators of today are building the communities of tomorrow by harnessing the power of Web3. I'm your host, Adam Levy, and let's kick off this episode by giving some love to our three NFT sponsors. They are Coinvise, Poop, and Social Stack. First off, on Coinvise, you can create a personal or community-owned social token on Ethereum. Coinvise also helps you create incentives through token rewards and bounties, NFT business models, and bot integrations for Discord. Discover more by visiting coinvise.co today. Next up, we have Poop, or short for Proof of Attendance Protocol, who enables a novel way of creating one's life diary. Leveraging NFT technology, Poop facilitates an easy way to mint non-fungible tokens related to meaningful events. It's frequently used in crypto-native communities, and now it's starting to create NFT collectors in the mainstream too. Collect or launch your own POAP today by visiting poap.xyz. Next up, we have Social Stack, a platform for communities, brands, and creators to build mission-driven social token economies, offering an easy-to-use non-custodial wallet with a suite of open-source community engagement tools. Social Stack makes it simple to bring your community into Web3 and be a part of creating an open-source, gratitude-driven future for social tokens. Create a free social token wallet, discover mission-driven social token communities, or apply to launch your own token on Social Stack by visiting socialstack.co today. This episode welcomes Tally's founder and CEO, Denison Bertram. In this episode, we talk about the value of decentralized governance, taking DAOs mainstream, radical transparency and its underlying pitfalls, what excites him the most right now in crypto, borderless employment, when can we expect a major election to be conducted on chain, how creators should be thinking about their DAOs and its underlying governance, and so much more. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Denison Bertram, welcome to Mint. How you doing, man? What's up, man? I am doing fine. I'm alive, busy, crazy, nice. tons of stuff going on. I'm doing good. I'm doing Feeling good. good. Thanks, for, thanks for having me. You got it, man. Uh, I'm excited to have you on. Tally is legit as it gets. You guys are building some really cool products, empowering DAOs, and DAOs are the hot topic of the day, right? Uh, they've been the hot topic the last few months. A lot of people going full-time in DAOs, a lot of people going DAO only. Like, There's a lot of excitement, a lot of energy, um, so perfect timing with this episode. So let's just jump right in. Who sure. are you? What were you doing before crypto, uh, and like, what are you doing now? Um, there is no before crypto. No, just kidding. Um, so <laughs> my name is Dennison Bertram. I'm a CEO and co-founder of Tally. Superhero, right? That's going to join Represent, represent. Representing. Um, and we are a DAO tooling and, and dashboard provider. Basically, our, our goal is to make on-chain governance work. Uh, we believe that governance is critical to the future. DAOs are critical to the future, but there's a lot of tooling necessary to make that work. So um, we are really building a lot of this tooling, trying to give insight into communities, help people participate, drive participation, help people build functional DAOs, um, sort of all that good stuff, really like steeped in the DAO. Uh, I haven't always been in DAOs, uh, although I have kind of always been in crypto. Um, I, I entered the space in 2011, 2012, actually ran one of the first Bitcoin exchanges in the Czech Republic in 2012, and then did a whole sort of slew of things. And these are like early, early post Satoshi crypto days. Um, 
But the biggest thing was before uh, full-time, I was a fashion photographer for a very long time and had a creative technology company that really worked on um, helping fashion brands be more modern uh, and sort of, um, you know, in some cases, even actually try and sell them on blockchain for like supply chain solutions. Uh, although, you know, up until the recent history, you sort of mentioned that like DAOs are like the hot thing. I think crypto is a hot thing now. Um, it's kind of awesome to have been in the space long enough to to sort of recognize it's only been the past couple of years that we weren't the crazies, right? Like the first, the first, you know, almost all of crypto history were just crazies. Um, and then one day suddenly we weren't crazy anymore, right? Like Snoop Dogg is buying NFTs and, you know, you just think, wow, all right, like that happened, right? Like, so suddenly you go from a world where everything is crazy that you're doing, everything's magical internet money, magical internet art, selling JPEGs, and then all of a sudden it's like the, the future. What, what led that transition of it no longer being the weird kids club to the cool kids club? Yeah, so I think about this a lot and my sort of philosophy around it or like the way I like to think about it is, um, and I talk about this a lot, There's there, there was an article a long time ago that said, uh, you don't understand Bitcoin because you think money is real. And that is, I think, probably the best way to sort of like wrap your head around crypto from the beginning anyway, that um, money is kind of the only human concept that's not native to the internet right like i can send you a letter and transmit my love for you you know dear adam how i love you and miss you signed yours forever tally right you'll feel you'll get you'll get the email you'll feel loved right like i've sent love to you in an email right i can't send you an email certainly in 2007 i can't send you an email that says hey adam here's a dollar yeah right um, so, so money is like the only human concept uh, that that really uh, can't be transmitted natively on the internet, and uh, machines can't natively transact between one another. So, we have this sort of like history of primitives that was necessary. In the very beginning was magic internet money, right? Like Bitcoin was magic internet money, and when Bitcoin was created, it was quite literally magic internet money, right? Like years ago. I think the economists, you know, they're late to the game, but they did a cover about uh, um, uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum yeah. and crypto. It was yeah. like a unicorn. It's yeah. just like, eh, you know, like magic internet money. But this primitive is a concept, right? So first, the first thing that we had to do, and it took years to do, was to make magic internet money um, a concept that was real. We had to make it real, right? So once magic internet money was a real idea, Right. Then you can start building things on magic Internet money. Right. You can build magic Internet banks. Right. Like the only thing crazier in 2017 than magic Internet money is magic Internet banks. Right. Like people can kind of get their head around like monopoly money. Uh, people can't really get their head around you going to build a bank that trades in monopoly money. Right. Yeah. Like that's just like, OK, that's really stupid. Right. If you were to then tell them that they could go take their magic, they could go take their monopoly money, put it in Adam's monopoly bank and earn monopoly apy interest on it you know at some point it's just like stupid but right? then but if everybody accepts that monopoly money then we're golden well that's the thing right so first first we have to make magic internet money like a primitive that's real right once that's real in people's heads then you can build magic internet banks right and you know maker is a really great example of this right like the idea that you could have a dollar denominated monopoly money is stupid until you have real 
monopoly money, right? And then suddenly like, oh, building a bank on top of monopoly money is, is not so crazy anymore, right? But even when we first had Bitcoin and once we started to sort of accept that primitive as being real, the magic internet bank was still a leap too far and people had to build that and that had to work, right? So, so you have folks like Maker, now you have magic internet banks. Well, now that you have magic internet banks, you can build magic internet finance. Right, you can build a magic internet financial system, right? Like if you said millions of people around the world are gonna take monopoly money and like quit their jobs to go build monopoly money farms and monopoly money this, and it would just been super, super ludicrous, right? Like then you're just like in the absurdist land. But yeah. once magic internet banks is real, magic internet financial system is real, right? So we, we had to build these primitives and make these things real in our minds as concepts. And once you got to that point, um, then we really can start solidifying magic internet organizations, right? And magic internet organizations actually start earlier, right? And, and they, they probably, you could argue, are around in some shape and form since, you know, probably the beginning of the internet, depending on how you define, like, what a DAO is. Um, but really what sort of happened, uh, you know, in 2017, you sort of started to see folks really saying like, no, we can build this magic internet organizational tool, this magic internet, like decentralized autonomous organization. Um, but a little bit early, right? Some people were trying it, some people were on it, right? right? But it wasn't really high throughput and there wasn't that much yet to really govern because it still wasn't real in people's minds, right? Even today, you know, folks really have trouble on Twitter, you know, some days they love DAOs, some days they hate DAOs, some days yeah. they love governance, some days they hate governance, right? They're like, ah, governance minimization, right? It's sort of like, ah, magic internet money and minimization, right? It's sort of like, this concept is kind of like a bridge too far, yeah. right? But now it's becoming real and we see it becoming real. And like the steps to like getting these places get shorter and shorter and shorter, right? Like. Convincing you of, of DeFi was a lot easier than convincing you of Bitcoin, right? Um, so, so these primitives, you know, the, the time that it becomes real, like, you know, it gets shorter, shorter, shorter. Yeah. Um, and now we're kind of at the phase of, of magic internet organizations, really. Right? That's why it's kind of the moment. Because suddenly we have a really big magic internet financial system running, right? Like DeFi, it's it's a huge machine. There's tons of legal liability. There's tons of money. There's tons of individuals. There's tons of stakeholders. How are we going to balance all these things, right? And you kind of need um, DAOs to, to manage all these things. But at the same time, you have something else going on, which is somewhere on like the side path of history, you know, people go, magic internet money. Well, what do I do with that? And they're like, well, you know, I guess I'll buy JPEGs. Which is again the you know the day before the first right. JPEG was sold, the dumbest shit you ever heard of, right? Like, yeah. why the hell would you buy a JPEG? Right? I'll just go on Tumblr and right click it. But, you know, earlier in the NFT craze, I'm gonna say like you know a few months back, you saw a lot of people being like, "Oh, I'm so funny. I'll just right click and save your JPEG on Twitter." It was like it was like a meme. Yeah, like you don't really hear that anymore, right? Yeah. Like, it's not that it's just not funny anymore, but it's also like, yeah, you buy JPEGs, and yeah. even the people who mocked it kind of have to accept the fact that that's what we do now, right? Yeah. So so you have this other primitive that's become real. And sort of what you see now, of course, is you see the people who create JPEGs and, and people who are, um, you know, James from CloudLand put this really well at uh, MCON. Um, even these, these, these JPEG groups are a kind of DAO, right? Like suddenly you see 
magic internet organizations for everything, right? You got Opolis that's doing like healthcare for freelancers. You got the graph, which is doing data for uh, blockchains. You know, you got Nexus Mutual that's doing insurance for DeFi and, and maybe more stuff, right? So suddenly, oh, magic internet organizations, DAOs, this is not just real, but it's necessary. Yeah. And in my own personal opinion, and in sort of like the, the grand scheme and goal of like Pally, you know, the, the end state is magic internet society, right? Which of course sounds ludicrous, right? Like this is the dumbest thing ever, but if, you know, probably to you and me, it, it doesn't seem so crazy anymore because you we get it, right? Like, yes, it's going to be hard getting there. It's going to be long. It's going to be fraught with difficulties. But the leap to accepting Bitcoin was a million times bigger than the leap to accepting this will be all things. A million times bigger and like 10 million times harder, yeah. right? And as exactly. people adopt uh, Bitcoin, then they transition into DeFi. And then you were talking about how it was easier to get, convince them about DeFi. Now it's becoming easier to convince them about NFTs. As skeptical as people are about these digital JPEGs, right? These digital mm -hmm. images, these, these MP4, MP3 files, they're buying into them. And yeah. when I was like explaining to more normies, like, why is this craze happening? Like value is subjective. Right. Yes. One man's yeah. trash is another man's treasure. And a lot of people see value in different things. And yeah. back to like this, this magic Internet concept. Now mm -hmm. we're diving into like magic Internet governance. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and this is something that you brought up uh, in the beginning as you were introducing yourself. You're like governance is critical to the future. And I want to reverse that on you. Why is governance critical to the future? Yeah, because governance represents participation by the users right and this can look like a lot of different things right and from a really practical point of view governance is critical from the future because we today do not actually know exactly what the future looks like but we know that we need tools to allow us to adapt to whatever that future is right folks like to talk about governance minimization um that's great but you don't know what the future looks like, right? Like imagine if, if uh, you know, we, we had created a, you know, I don't know, some sort of protocol standard, you know, three years ago, would we still be using it? Even solidity is different today, right? So, so from the sort of like base case, I think the most convincing reason why we need governance when it comes to the idea of like constructing like things like protocols is we don't know what the future looks like and we need to leave the optionality to be able to adapt to what that future may or may not be. Yeah. From the community side of it, uh, it's, it's effectively, would you rather join something you're a part of or join something that Exactly. Yeah, just just, like, just leave it at that. Just, just, exactly. <laughs> just join something you're a part of. Exactly. But how do you, right? the way you become a part of it is by buying into it, right? Or by own or like uh, uh, allocating it or earning it, right? Um, yeah. So there's different ways, but okay, continue. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know if you like, you don't actually even need to buy into it, right? Like, if you think about it, Ethereum is a kind of DAO, right? It's decentralized. It's autonomous. Like, I don't do anything and it keeps going. You know, other people who do do important things, if they stop, Ethereum would keep going. And it's kind of an organization, right? Like, we believe in Ethereum. We we try and get it when it's cheap. And hope, hopefully we, we do something useful with it when it's expensive. We cry together when, like, gas is expensive. We send out little tweets when we're like, oh, shit, gas is cheap. Deploy your contract, right? Like, we are an organization. 
it is decentralized. It is more or less autonomous, right? So how did we get into it? Yeah, I guess you could argue that, you know, we, we bought ETH or maybe we earned it or something like that. Um, but maybe that doesn't have to be a, a prerequisite, right? Like you could gain membership to organization by virtue of, um, who knows, like, you know, maybe you own a punk and somebody else creates an organization just for punk holders. Right. I guess you, I guess you bought the punk. I don't know, like membership, I don't think needs to be a buy-in thing, uh, but it certainly could be. I mean, yeah. that's certainly the easiest way to get into something is to buy a membership. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of the like most exciting downs for me right now um, are Friends with Benefits, Forefront, um, M Club, and Seed Club in general, mm -hmm. um, and a lot more of these creator DAOs that are forming yeah. by these individual talented people that just are scattered online that are good with graphic design, creating really cool pieces of art and wrapping yeah. their collectors into a more like, you know, an intimate type of circle that they're building. Yeah. And yeah. we're seeing, I, I believe we're going to increasingly see creators create their own creator DAOs, right? There was a lot of create yes. in one sentence, but yeah. creators will be forming their creator DAOs. They can call sure. them fan clubs. They can call them online organizations, group chats, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Um, how far away are we from seeing that? Right now, we saw that like with DeFi, like everybody's like forming DAOs with DeFi. It's already been a thing, right? We're seeing that mm -hmm. more and more with NFT collector groups like Fingerprint or uh, Pleaser DAO, et cetera, all these like investment collector mm -hmm. groups. Like what are creators going to start forming their, what we call fan clubs, like their creator DAOs? Sure. Um, they already, they're already here, right? Uh, a, a good example is uh, I worked on a project with a friend of mine called Solos a number of months back. Um, it's an artist, Jeremiah Palachek. Uh, it's based in Prague. Um, he did a line of generative NFTs on his paintings. He's like on Twitch every day, just painting. So he's like interacting with this community. And the, the users actually earned a governance token um, for having done an action which was putting the, the um, metadata of their token into Arweave as a, as a permanent hash for the token. Um, and, and that they receive royalties from their OpenSea sales uh, and that's what they get to like manage, right? So the users there have the ability to, to spend money on doing things like putting on exhibitions or, mm -hmm. or uh, hiring somebody to print something. Uh, another great example, uh, another project that I worked on too, I always shill the stuff I'm working on. Uh, it's always a shill-a-thon to be on, on, on television. Hey, mom, how are you? <laughs> um, you know, is, is the Dope Wars DAO, which is based on loot. Uh, so, so loot is a really great idea of a, sort of like a creator DAO, kind of like really creator at its core, right? Like the NFTs are just ideas and the creators have to go make it real, right? And people are going and making it real. By the well, way, that the, sounds like a TV show, just so you know, like a like a live TV show. Like I'm just giving you the supplies to build something. You know what I mean? Like um, ideas forming right now. It's <laughs> yeah. just like a series. Like, um, put a bunch of artists in a house. They got to create an NFT. Yeah. Who's ever got the most sales on OpenSea? We get like Tyra Banks to like come in <laughs> and like put them through like challenges, right? And be like, oh, I don't know your your you know your floor price. It's got to be over 0.1 or you're cut, right? You're out of the house. And then somebody's wheeling out and they're like, yeah, I really thought my like Ford Panda Ape crossover would be like a hit. But I guess it'd be right? Like it's already a thing. It's already happened. 
but, Who, but which you know, network which network are we going to get to do that it's, it's definitely going to be on the, the history channel since like they don't show shit anymore that has anything to do with history right <laughs> ever since like you know ancient aliens or whatever that was it's just like all right well, like, yeah. definitely is like the nft like uh honestly you know Dude. History Channel. I'm in. I got. I'm in. I got. I'm in. I don't know why they haven't done this yet. Yeah. Anyways. So yeah. So the the dope wars now, right? Like it's like loot, um, except for it's based around uh, the old calculator game, Dope Wars, uh, and the the community actually built it from scratch. Uh, Well, I mean, they actually didn't build it from scratch. They took the loot contracts and just swapped everything out for like stuff like guns and drugs, rather than like. Divine Mithril Rose. armor or the sword <laughs> of Damocles, right? Like without no, no events like Dungeons and Dragons style. I just that's not my scene. So, so anyway, it's like it's like dope wars. And again, um, they are an NFT. What we did was we swapped out the ERC seven twenty one for the nouns DAO ERC seven twenty one, which is checkpointing built in, so it's compatible with Open Zeppelin Governor right out of the box. So what that means is you can vote directly using your nft so all the dope wars nft holders have the ability to vote in on-chain mm-hmm. governance mm-hmm. and the governance receives five percent of the sales on OpenSea, which at today is sort of like somewhere between like 400 and 500 dollars right yeah so this community that's like this like fan club of like this calculator game from the 90s they've come together they're like building a game a kind of like universe all together and they're paying artists. Other creator artists have like applied uh, for grant money to to do the pixel art. Um, there's a guy uh, building a Starkware uh, L2 version of the game, in co- collaboration with like Starknet. Um, they're building out all this crazy stuff, and that's like that's like a creator DAO, right? Like that is that is just mm. creators. Like right now, it's just creators creating stuff from stuff that other people created. And again, a lot of creators in the line, but what's kind of amazing and the sort of like unlock that you see here is you know if you remember like high school there's always like some kid who's like drawing some manga or like you know again like swords of damocles on their like hero on a horse was that you? um that was definitely not me i did not draw <laughs> at all to save my life you're gonna do stick figures which would be a great pfp stick a great nft down. different sticks yes right there, yeah. there you um go. <laughs> But suddenly, these people can start an organization, thousands of people, millions of dollars, doing what they love, doing stuff that other people appreciate. And when you think about, like, where are you better off spending your money? Well, I could give my money to some, like, huge faceless corporation that imports stuff manufactured somewhere far, far away. Um, Or, hey, Adam has drawn these really cool... uh, orangutans that are look drunk and high most of the time and i'm into drunken high orangutans and oh by the way now there's a lot of us into drunken drunken the stone orangutans and oh now he's starting a bar and you can only go to the bar if you have a drunken stone orangutan and now we're in a really cool club and you yeah. spend all of saturday on like a discord channel like yeah. that is such an incredible powerful idea because that's silly right and then another another example that i, I pull out a lot is pizza dow and I always get the mechanics of how they did it wrong because um, it's kind of crazy. But someone had said, hey, let's raise a bunch of money and on pizza day, give away free pizza around the world. Right? And to fund it, they like did NFTs of 
pizza toppings. This is the part I'm always a little bit fuzzy on. They did like NFTs of like pizza toppings, like pepperoni or something uh-huh. like that. Um, and they like put out just like a spreadsheet being like, oh, sign up if you want to be into it. And they raised like a million dollars. And I think here in New York, I think they ended up partnering with Slice. Again, maybe the details wrong. Uh-huh. Um, and then they gave away pizza around the world, right? Um, which again, sounds like a pretty ludicrous, dumb idea. Oh, you're just going to waste all your time and energy, kids, and giving pizza around the world? But this NFT DAO, what they actually do when you really think about what happened is they organized individuals globally to raise money to address food insecurity on a global scale, right? Maybe it's just giving pizza away so it's not actually food insecurity, but that's the concept that's being trialed. And they did it at like an efficiency rate that's like a quadrillion million times higher than like the UN, right? So. So this loose-knit organization was able to do something at an efficiency rate that all those funds that are like asking for your money on TV and showing you pictures of starving people um, never managed to do, right? And so there you start to see, as we start talking about like how we make magic internet organizations real, you start to see what the power of that might be, yeah. right? You start to see, oh, loot might be, you know, my co-founder, um, uh, Rafael Solari, he is frequently talking about how uh, you know people might start building these collective fan fiction universes, right? Like, what if Marvel was actually owned by the people who drew the pictures and wrote right. the stories and went to the movies rather than the people who were just making it for us? I mean, right. I don't want to put Marvel on the spot because actually I love them; they're doing great. I watch everything they put out. But let's say DC and Warner Brothers, right? Whatever it may be. Just like that concept of people who contribute and make the vision, the movie, the TV show reality are co-owners in that. But it's such exactly. a it's such a different model though, because web two models are traditional like LLC corporate models, like there's the executive team and then you get a salary, maybe you get some stock options for making this yeah. thing a reality. Obviously, now that people have tasted the sugar, there's no going back. You know, and now and anybody who is already in the space is going to expect that when they join a project. Right. Mm-hmm. But there's millions upon millions of people who are so used to the traditional way. How do we get to a much more like mainstream adoption of people understanding sure. that they could not only like contribute and do what they love, but also co-own that process at the same time? Sure. So I think that that is happening. Um, I think I think that's kind of like invisible hand in the market, just like the evolution of culture, right? Like people, you know, someone told me the other day that forty percent of Americans hold crypto, something something crazy like that. Crazy. You know, you look at like the success of like Robinhood and like meme yeah. stocks, right? Like, you know, AMC like uh, last quarter announced on their call that something like seventy percent or like the majority. I love throwing around round absurd statistics. 34.369%. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like the majority of AMC shareholders was just retail. was just retail, right? Yeah. And the retail probably was folks on Robinhood who probably go to the movies, probably go to AMC. So you had this really weird thing where he was, he was offering, uh, they're going to create some sort of shareholder program where if you're an AMC shareholder, you got like a free thing of popcorn and like some other like benefits. They did that. That is a DAO, yeah. right? Like, I mean, that's a corporation realizing like innovate or die, right? But like at the same time, the idea is leeching back into the the regular world, right? Like Twitter adding, um, you know, um, uh, uh, your NFTs for your verified like 
picture on Twitter, right? right? right. Uh, that's that's the crypt that's the crypto primitives becoming real in the minds of ordinary people. Oh, would you like to upload this JPEG to Twitter? Sorry, you didn't buy that JPEG, so you can't use that JPEG. Right? Like identity theft. <laughs> right? But think think of the years that like, you know, music corporations were trying to like put some sort of like weird copyright protection into the software to keep us yeah. from like playing music. And all of a sudden, like there's no JPEG lobby that's like lobbying Congress that says, hey, people can't be allowed to use those JPEGs. But we have like actually shifted the thought process of yeah. like, oh, you don't own that ape, man. That's pretty lame if you're like trying to like pretend like you own that ape. Yeah. Right. And Twitter is like, yeah, we agree. We totally agree. We think that's lame. So now we're gonna let you verify that you really have that ape, right? So I think the the mainstream adoption is actually happening. It's happening in a way that maybe people didn't expect. Like I think a, a lot of people coming out of the the magic internet bank and magic internet like financial system primitives were thinking we're gonna onboard the world with two million percent APY. And what I think they were overlooking is is that most people aren't really motivated by money. Mm -hmm. Right. Like people are motivated by money in the sense that they need jobs and they would like a job that pays more than the last job they had. But people don't aren't motivated by money. If you say take magic potion, a mix it with magic potion, B, do all this weird shit with MetaMask. And if you fuck up, you lose everything you ever owned. Um, and if you're lucky and it was audited and doesn't get hacked, you will have a little bit more of magic potion, a than when you start it. Right? Yeah. That's not really incentive. But if you yeah. tell them, hey, remember how you used to stand in line at like a Supreme drop to like get something and then run home on eBay and like flip it for three times the price? Remember how you did that? Well, now you can do that on OpenSea. People are like, yeah, I got it. I was already there earlier this morning, right? Like, um, so people are 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 onboarded because they also like when you go through Twitter and people are like, OMG, right? Like, I just sold my first uh, NFT collection. It all sold out. Like, the you know, there's this one NFT that somehow always comes up on my, my thread. It's, it's an animated pixel art of these just, like, butt cheeks. And they're just, like, crypto butts. <laughs> that comes on your thread all the time? All the time. Maybe I'm following <laughs> the crypto butt cheeks NFT crew or something like that. They're always just like, yo, you got to get this these butt cheeks. got to get this ass. They're like... <laughs> <laughs> right and it sounds crazy but somebody out there is is making a living drawing yeah. animated pixel art butt cheeks which yeah. probably sounds crazy to everybody outside on the street but it's actually really liberating right because that's if, if, if that person makes it right like rack right grammy award-winning yeah. like uh, um, a musician yeah. can make it right people like people people were so pissed when people sold so all the, pissed. the, the i sold remember the, that so I remember how, how angry clubhouse rooms were. So angry. They were like, how dare that guy who committed to something that he had no idea what the outcome would be for years and put in his labor and creativity get rewarded for it. It's done. It's done. Right? Meanwhile, like they're like, yeah, I guess, you know, you know, Wells Fargo CEO. I actually can't talk about Wells Fargo, my bank there. Um, uh, you know, some other corporation CEO robbed everybody, got like a suspended three months house arrest that became an island sentence and oh, still got his like bonus payment of a hundred million dollars, right? Nobody really cares about that. They got a shit on people, yeah. an artist in, in high school who's like sketching his notebooks sitting in the hall, right? Yeah. And it's just like yeah. of all the people in the world who deserve 60 million dollars like people's just like so much higher 
than so many people who are yeah. like ostensibly doing like the real work, yeah. right? So we, what we're doing is we're unlocking the, the power of individuals to care about other individuals. And that is a real core to the whole DAO concept, right? Because prior to NFTs, prior to crypto, really, um, it was really hard for me to appreciate you, Adam, in a way that you could live off of, mm -hmm. right? And and I, you know, I think it's been a horrible failing of Ethereum so far that somehow they haven't been able to like transition open, uh, not open sea, uh, only fans, <laughs> only. Open C, OnlyFans, crossover, that would be amazing. Um, uh, like how that business model hasn't been able to be disrupted where people can actually reward other people directly, right? Like obviously like OnlyFans is like a specific kind of genre. But, you know, when you look at like NFTs, NFTs are kind of like the OnlyFans for everything else, right? Like uh, at least at its core because they enable people to start their OnlyFans accounts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You want to draw um, sharks, right? You want to draw board apes, you know, like if someone had said that board apes would have made a hundred million dollars in like one day because they drew a whole bunch of pictures of stoned apes. apes. Yeah. Right. Like that would have been crazy, but it's just as crazy as anything else. Right. Yeah. Like why not? Right. Like not? we enable so many things, like everything in between you know, the volume OpenSea does just like, it's insane, right? It's just, there's a world filled of people being artists, making stuff and other people liking it and then connecting directly over the internet. And now because of DAOs, they can like organize together and do something in the, over the internet, right? Like yeah. in, in Dope Wars DAO, right? Like they all hold this like text NFT, but now they actually can vote and their voice matters and they're part of it. Right. So when we talk about like how we're going to like make this mainstream, the option sort of starts to be, um, you know, when you join a company, you kind of expect that you're getting screwed somehow. Right. Like you're definitely not getting paid as much as like the guy at the top. And um, there's nothing you're ever going to be able to do with that. And like, you know, best case scenario is, is like you're able to go like get earn marginally more money getting screwed by somebody else. Right. With DAOs, is very different. You you go in and the community is like, all right, well, what can you do, right? And you yeah. can be like, I can offer the community this. The community can either be like, you know, screw off, we don't want you. Or they can be like, all right, join. And when you join, you see everything. There isn't, there isn't like, you know, people are literally saying, hey, we have a vote on how much to pay you. How much, how much, how much should we pay? Yeah. Right, and everyone votes on it, right? And if you can say, hey, this is the value I bring, people are like, Okay, because they're all like, well, I'm trying to bring value too. So we should reward it. And there's no pie to take away from someone, right? Like if you join Facebook, every like, you know, 0.00001% share of Facebook stock you get is like that much less that's available yeah. in total percentage to like Zuckerberg. But in yeah. DAOs, it's very different, right? Like it's like you can work for you know, I mean, okay, Uniswap and Sushi, maybe not, because they are a little bit like a clashing community. But really, you can work for all the DAOs at once, right? Like you can work for Compound and Aave and Uniswap all at the same time. Yeah. And it's not a zero-sum game. It's not like, oh, man, Uniswap's got to destroy Compound. No, actually, you're working for both of them to go up. And you see people on Twitter, they're like, oh, yeah, my comp is going up. Or, oh, yeah, my uni's going up. And it becomes more collaborative. It's just a different yeah. way of working. 
but we need a lot of tools to make it work better. And we'll talk about the tools in a minute, but I want to talk to you about the comparison behind structured closed organizations and radical transparency through decentralized organizations. What's the downside behind radical transparency? Um, yeah, the downside of radical trans. Okay, so in college, I was a political science major. And there, you know, like, I won't be lying my age, but, you know, early 2000s, um, you know, anarchy was still something that, like, kids were like, yeah, anarchy, it's cool. Dude, today, by the way, like, like, all these, like, Bitcoin conferences, for example, like, a lot of the core developers are anarchists, right? They, they, they believe that they shouldn't be relied on anybody. They should be their own banks. They should have their own financial system. They should have their own, et cetera. So fuck the government. But anyways, okay. Uh, I think that doesn't rise to true anarchy, anarchism. Um, but I'm totally convinced it'll never work. Mm -hmm. A thousand percent convinced it'll never work. If anyone has ever, if you've ever run a Discord room, a Discord chat group, you will 100% convinced anarchy can't work, right? Like <laughs> you take any anarchist in the world and be like, all right, run this Discord chat, man. And by the way, there's 10,000 people in it. No, 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 no. It's never going to work. Why do you get to pick the channels, man? Yeah. Never yeah. going to work. Yeah. Who made you a mod? Yeah. Because well, you started this Discord group, you get to choose the mods, right? Yeah. Never going to work. So the radical transparency isn't for every organization. And indeed, there's like a faction in like crypto Twitter um, that's trying to figure out how to do private voting, which I personally am not yet convinced how well that would work, um, but are trying to figure out how to do transparency um, and lack of transparency. Like this is, I think in crypto, it's different than like transparency. It's maybe like some things need to happen secretly, but can't be nefarious it's very strange balance and i don't think anyone's actually gotten it just right um and this sort of structure sort of happens um sort of like naturally right like th there's an asymmetry between some uh, members of the dao like some members of DAO know each other better they're able to coordinate better um they have a little bit um maybe greater access to information than other members of the dao also maybe they're just more interested in the dao right um, sometimes people like to, to, to really crap on some DAOs that they have like a number of like small people who make all the decisions um, and they kind of discount the fact that maybe that like small group of people actually just pays attention all the time. Whereas like uh, everybody else like maybe checks in every now and then or they show up when there's a big boat and they're like, ah, I yeah. hate this idea. It's like, yo, yeah. where have you been for four weeks? We've been discussing them. Um, but the, the communities end up kind of deciding what the organization looks like in many ways. Um, so I, I think that people like to attach the sort of like transparency natively to DAOs. I don't think that those two are, are actually um, bonded to one another. I think that there's sort of like two concepts that tend to overlap because we are on a blockchain. So we can generally look in and understand what's happening. That may not always be true in the near future, right? Like, uh, you know, a lot of this sort of like moon math kind of allows you to prove things without knowing exactly what those things are. Um, uh, so, so we may be seeing more of that, but it's more that the, the I, I would say something that, that distinguishes the DAO a bit more is, is not necessarily like the permissionlessness of the entry and exit, but kind of the permissionlessness of the entry and exit, right? Like 
to be a board ape, I mean, I shall forever forgive me for never having bought a board ape. But right, like today, I could I could join the board ape club, right? So you could argue that like nobody can stop me from joining the board ape club, right? Um, of course, I would have to have a lot more money to join the board ape club. Um, so you could say that's the barrier to entry. But also, barrier to entry is like a, a function of time, right? Like the day board apes came out, if I had known and gotten into it and believed in it, right, I could have been a member right away. Um, so, yeah. I'm not sure that answers your question. Yeah, no, that answers that answers my question. I guess I want to get more futuristic now. Mm -hmm. um, when, let's say, we get to a point where everything is tokenized, okay, and sure. all forms of voting occur on chain to the extent mm -hmm. where now we have either a local election or a national election uh, conducted in 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 token format, right? Where mm -hmm. everybody can sign onto their computer, cast their vote. On tally, for example, mm -hmm. right for the next president of the United States, do you see well, that happening? Uh, yeah, I do. I do see that happening. I, I don't see that happening in the next election, unfortunately. Right. You know, Joe Biden, give me a call. We'll hook you up. <laughs> we'll talk to you. Sell the federal government some great features. Um, I don't. I don't imagine that happening anytime soon. Like magic internet society, right? That's still the primitive. That's a bridge too far for most people, right? Like we're working on Magic Internet organization, but Magic Internet society is still a little ways away, right? Um, but I think we'll get there, right? Um, blockchain does enable us to do uh, better forms of, of running elections. Of course, you know, DAOs run into the same problems that like, you know, the federal government does, right? It's not the machines that count the ballots that are the problem in the system, right? Um, so, so, you know, that's, you know, will we solve that aspect right away? Probably not. Um, I think that we'll probably end up getting to the future in a way that people don't expect, right? Like people thought, um, self-sovereign money was going to like revolutionize the world. It is, but not in the way that people thought, right? Like people didn't really care that they could go open a Bitcoin wallet and they would have their own Bitcoin, right? People yeah. started to care when the price went up, but most people still didn't care just because the price is going up, right? But the price is going up on something all the time and you're not like freaking out. Holy shit, Beyond Meat signs a deal with Burger King. It's going up. You don't really care. Okay, great for the Beyond Meat people, whatever. Um, so, so, so that's not really what revolutionized the world. NFTs, I kind of feel like they're revolutionizing the world, right? Like NBA Top Shot, um, uh, Dapper Labs just did a deal with like NFL, yeah. right? Like that's mainstream. Right, NFL is going to be like, and now for the halftime show, we have, I don't know, CryptoPunk number eight nine four seven. Look at those, you know, like, <laughs> look at those pixels. <laughs> look at those pixels go. We're CryptoPunk eight nine four seven, right? Um, wild, right? But maybe that's how we actually get there because that's how we're actually getting there right now. So I think when we talk about like how we get to um, you know, you know, voting in your local elections. I think something's going to happen differently before that. I think somehow the politicians are going to raise money with crypto, or the politicians are going to get elected talking about crypto, or uh, crypto is going to solve some sort of like major problem, or eventually like the Fed is going to be forced to like tokenize the dollar, and then and then it'll just be this like weird flip over where it's just suddenly how it is, right? Um, of course, behind the scenes, you know, there'll just be like countless innovators and entrepreneurs like trying to build things to make these things sort of like work. But, you know, you think of like, um, 
at one point in time, you had to go sign some shit with a notary, right? You're like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this. I got to go find a notary who's open after five and get them to, like, notarize something, right? And then all of a sudden, uh, you were using DocuSign for everything. And now people, like, send me contracts. And they're like, can you sign this? And I'm like, yo, can you send me a DocuSign? Otherwise, deal's off. Yeah. I'm not, like, yeah. opening this PDF shit, downloading Adobe Acrobat yeah. and, like, sign you know yeah. so i i think the flip is going to happen in a way that we really um sort of like don't anticipate but but uh it's happening right now on a small it's happening scale right now it's happening yeah. right now on a small scale on inner dow level when dow's like let's say fwb they're scaling and, and growing at a rapid rate right then mm -hmm. being a social dow now they're opening up different chapters in different cities right from what i'm understanding now i'm getting dm from dms from members we're running for like governance and operations roles, you know, and FWB oh, wow. and they need to be voted in, you know, and elected wow. as those positions. Yeah. So you're seeing yeah. like this, these things like happen on a very like micro micro level. And I yeah. think that's just the only way they happen. Right. Right now, yeah. the government is still fighting crypto. They're still fighting blockchain. The people yeah. in power and that are governing the U.S., they're anti crypto. Some may be pro, yeah. but the ones that really matter are anti. They're making all the headlines, you know. So sure. Sure. starting small experimenting small building from there that's that's just the way to do it yeah um yeah. what are you excited about right now in crypto that's happening around the world of governance uh and this could be within tally but preferably outside of tally what uh, like what are you starting to see that's like wow this is like this is super cool um i'm fired up etc i mean I, I like it's for for me to not say NFTs and DAOs. Um, I mean, that was really exciting right now. The right? formation of DAOs via non fungible tokens. Yes, I think that is for me. That just like is is wild. Right? And is like, that from the point of view of like collector DAOs, like fingerprint or pleaser DAO, or like uh, NFT artists who sold like open editions to collectors forming DAOs, like? What do you, what, how do you define that? I would say more of that, right? Like, yeah, okay, let's all get together and, and invest in NFTs together. Sure. Cool. Okay. Got it. Um, I'm going to go draw some pictures. I'm going to make like 10,000 iterations of them and sell them. And then we're going to all vote on like how to spend that money. And maybe like we'll just do like crazy Burning Man out in the forest and like all take our board dates with us. Wow, that's pretty cool, right? Like the, the idea that people, and I keep on DMing OpenSea, so I hope they like, you know, write me back one day. But like, when you combine the fact that you can create an NFT, which sort of self-selects for a community that cares, um, and then you can fund it via the sales um, between one another, right? Um, suddenly, you have this incredible vehicle, right? If you look at NounsDAO, um, which, you know, they don't really trade the token and trade nouns on like OpenSea, although I guess they could. Um, they've amassed like, I don't know, like 7,000 ETH, some crazy amount of like ETH. And the sort of like opportunity for them to use that, it's like sky high, right? Like suddenly, you, you know, it's one thing to create a DAO around like, oh, we're going to pool our money and we're going to buy stuff that's going to go up. Great. It's another thing to say like, oh, we're going to start a DAO. We're going to make something that people care about and the velocity of people caring about it moving in and out of our organization is going to actually power our organization's ability to move forward, right? The idea that you can raise capital via 
creating artwork is just really fascinating. And it's going to come down to some legal showdown at some point, right? Someone the other day was like, said all NFTs are equity. And I think in some ways they're right. I, I countered with all NFTs are free speech, which I also think is right, right? Like there should be no limit um, in the, this great United States for me to draw a picture of a stoned ape and sell it to you for $5 million. There's no reason why I should not be allowed to do that. And people are doing that, right? Maybe not apes, punks, but people are doing that. And as we allow the, you know, right now, the thing that gets me really excited is that we can mix the NFTs with DAO. So the NFTs represent your membership in this community and the DAO represents your community's collective ability to take action. That's what gets me really excited, right? So you're because saying like NFTs are like the top funnel layer of issuing membership, right? And then it kind of like comes in like that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, because you, you, you could do it for anything. I, I, I'm sure you went to high school. I mean, maybe you didn't. If you didn't, maybe I'm I didn't. It's fine. Maybe I did. Good. Maybe who knows? <laughs> um, if you went to high school, right? And if you were like in some sort of like sports or track, like in my high school, you know, before we would like do track events or whatever, we would do like the spaghetti dinner. That we would like, you know, you know, a bunch of kids would just cook like a metric ton of spaghetti and like sell it to parents for like 50 bucks a pot, wow. right? To raise enough money to like pay for a bus to like drive the track team to like state, you know, or nationals or something yeah, like that, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, because, you know, school wasn't going to like pay Dude, for that, spaghetti's right? the shit. Let me just say that. <laughs> I mean, that's, a, that's, that's, a, that's a different topic. That's a different topic. <laughs> Eminem just opened mom's spaghetti. Mom's spaghetti right? Detroit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't right. But but suddenly you can do that for any idea you want right? Like you could say, hey, let's do a, 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 a nudist cabin retreat in Saskatchewan, right? Um, and we're gonna we're gonna all draw pictures of naked people and sell them. And if you own it, you're a member and you can come take off your clothes and we'll take the money from the treasury to like build the cabin so we can all hang out here naked every year. Right. And when you're done being naked, you can like sell it on OpenSea and the proceeds from that go back to the fund because you got to repaint the cabins up. Right. Dude, you must drop your gig at Tally and start consulting nudist yeah. groups about their NFT strategies. I'm going to travel the world. I'm traveling. Dude. Then I won't need like any of this stuff. It's like Dude. too too much. Let's go around. Think about the money you'll save. <laughs> totally. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> draw the freaking NFT I was gonna, sketch Saskatchewan you know like summer 2020 um, yeah but you know what's crazy is is that that would have been so hard to do two years ago yeah what are you gonna do yeah. open an LLC and like you know mail people invites to your naked club in upper Canada yeah, yeah. right and be like hey example. send me 20 bucks yeah Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it could be anything. Right. Like yeah. you could you could feed pizza around the world. Right. Um, you, you could uh, do board apes and they go build a club or, or bar or whatever cool thing that they're going to try and do now. Right. People are trying to NFT cheap buildings. Right. So you're going to see, um, you know, TikTok houses that are like NFT house. Right. Yeah. Like buy this NFT, get in here. We build yeah. something, you know, a percentage of like whatever you build goes back to the house. And now the yeah. house can continue on as this like autonomous organization right and as we start to wrap DAOs and legal entities right like we can say oh yeah this board ape DAO actually owns the building right um and this building is owned by this corporation which is represented by the nft token holders but that audience could always be changing right so suddenly you can create things that you could never have created before 
And that means there's really not a limit to what people might do with this, right? Like clubs, organizations are everywhere you look, right? Parent teachers associations, block associations, like, you know, um, those like addicted to something or whatever you're trying to get off the association, right? Like there's, there's everything. And all of that is so highly frictioned by, uh, you know, setting up an LLC, setting up a corporation. You know, one example that I I haven't given yet today, which I think is really, really critical about DAOs is, is that in the United States and in most places actually, and we don't even think about this. It's kind of like fish don't know they're wet type of thing. If you come up with a cool idea, wherever you are, let's say, you know, you're in Detroit, right? And you have a really nice idea, really good idea. You're like, okay, I'm going to go start a company, start an LLC, start a C-Corp. You're like, all right, I'm going to go hire um, Adam, right? It's pretty easy to hire you. But what happens in that onboarding hiring process? Well, I mean, if you accept the offer. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have to verify your employment eligibility. Yeah. Right. I have to ask the federal government, please, Uncle Sam, may I please hire Adam? Right. And maybe, Adam, you are the best person for this job on planet Earth. But Uncle Sam can be like, nope. Yeah. Can't hire him. Right. Oh, yeah. We checked uh, this uh, cryptographer. Yeah. He's in Somalia. Sucks for you. You can't have them. But, oh, you know, Apple could because they're rich enough to be able to go hire them. Or Facebook could because they're a yeah. global organization of billions of dollars. But, oh, you, with your idea wherever you're based, no, you're not allowed to go hire that person. Because we have rules, right? Like, yeah. I think rules are important. I'm really pro rules. Yeah, so. but it's also the point of, like, being borderless, right? It's also the point of having accruing yes. value and contributing, collaborating, no yes. matter where you are in the yes. world. Yes, 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 because... If I go hire you in Somalia, right, and you are contributing to whatever knowledge work application we're doing, right, what are you actually doing, right? You are, I, I call you up and say, Adam, hey, you know, you're the best guy in the world for this. Uh, Uncle Sam won't let me hire you. I just, I just need you to tell me what to do because you're a consultant. You're the best at this, right? Uncle Sam says, you can't tell me it, right? Like you can't share that information with me. You're forbidden from giving that information to me and I'm forbidden for compensating for it. And if you start so to think powerful. of the level of friction that that actually is on our economy and the level of friction that is on, you know, if you start a small business in Detroit, you can't get access to the best talent in the world, right? You could go through a green card lottery where we like dangle citizenship, like a, you know, like a pinata over people's heads and be like, hey, if you got lucky, you can get out. Um, but, you know, you can't go hire someone anywhere in the world who's the best. And there's, there's this great term, right? Like um, I bring this up all the time. Talent is evenly distributed, but opportunity is not. And I think DAOs can help distribute opportunity more fairly. Right. And that is really, really important because the vast amount of the world, right? Like, you know, we're watching right now is like Taliban says, ah, women can't go to university anymore. Right. Um, pretty soon it'll be like, ah, they can't even hold money or earn money or do anything like that anymore. Right? Like so many parts of the world are just not privy to opportunity. And that is because our existing structures are just so ingrained in us that we just accept them as normal. Yeah. Of course you can't hire someone in Somalia, right? Are you crazy? Who cares if they're the smartest mathematician, cryptographer on the earth and absolutely perfect for what you're doing and you pay taxes here in the United States. You can't hire them, period, end of story, 
right? I talked to someone the, before who was like, oh, you could PayPal them. You know, and it's just like maybe you could PayPal them. But then the flip side of that, right? Let's say you do hire someone in, in Somalia and you do find a way to wire them money. Can you give them equity in your company, right? Can you give them healthcare benefits, right? Suddenly you could build an organization and you say, hey, I'm going to start an idea here in Detroit. And um, they don't do this yet, but I think it's on the roadmap. And uh, I'm going to use Opolis so that all the people who work for us uh, can get health insurance benefits, right? That travel or that portable with them, right? So that their 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 like dependence on being able to stay alive doesn't depend on me, right? Like their health and benefits come from a collective organization that do collective bargaining on their behalf. And we're going to get decentralized insurance. And then we are going to issue a token so that they can actually have access to the upside of this idea, right? It's incredible. And, yeah. and, and people don't appreciate how big a shift that is. Because like when we started uh, this company, you know, we, we have team members outside of the United States. You know, we were trying to figure out, oh, how do we pay them? All this. And it's, it's still an ongoing thing where we're trying to figure out the best, best thing. Um, but, you know, we talked with like these PEO firms, right? They're like, oh, yeah, we can help you hire people in other countries. And it's like, okay, this is great. Sounds good. They're like, yeah, these people, you don't owe them shit. You know, we, we lend them to you. We hire them. You know, we take 20% off the top, but you don't owe them anything. You don't have to give them equity. You don't have to give Jesus. them health insurance. You don't, you don't have to do anything. Don't worry. And it's just like, yeah. That's the future. They're, they're like rattling off this list. They're like, oh, you know, we work with these, these VCs. We work with these companies. We're, this is great. Everybody's doing this. And it's like, yeah, that's the shit we're done with, right? Yeah. Like that's what we're trying to get rid of. That inefficiency, I'm going to pay you 20%. So we have no obligation to yeah. like, our team members who are helping to build the future. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's the water. Fish don't know water is wet. It's just yeah. so normal that people don't walk around outside noticing that that's just like another layer of inequity. And, and I think that was fixed up, frankly. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a perfect place to end off. What a powerful like final statement. Uh, before I let you go, where can we find you? Where can we learn more about yourself, Tally, everything that you guys are up to? Shill, go. Yeah, so um, I am always in this room. You can always find me here. But nice. you can find me at Tally, so that's, uh, www.withtally.com. Um, you can find us on Twitter, vote with Tally. Uh, we have a link to our Discord as well. Uh, you can also always email me, Denison at withtally.com. Um, maybe I'll write back. I'll try. I get a lot of spam. You know, it's crypto. Um, but but no, seriously, reach out if you are building a DAO and have questions. Just email me directly. I love talking to people about how to build DAOs. Uh, we're really think the future is in right now is currently in like nft DAOs, right like you see a lot of this this you know what's happening in like DeFi with like yeah. legislation yeah. a little bit of a chill in, in the yeah. room around that but you know nfts are, are freedom of speech right like it's your right to draw a picture of a stoned ape and sell it to me for a million dollars right? yeah that's your right um so we're really pushing hard to help people uh build and deploy these DAOs. so if you have any questions you know we are we are uh here to answer them and I'm not sure when this is going to go out, but we will be at ETH Lisbon. Uh, so we will be at Taoist, LizCon, and ETH Lisbon. Nice. So if you are around, uh, we will be walking around. Tally team will be out. Uh, feel free to hit us up. Um, buy us a drink. You know, give us a board <laughs> ape if you love us a lot. Um, but you got a sick punk. You got a cool punk. I'll give that to you. 
Thank you. Thank you. I got yeah. them before they were cool. Nice. Nice. Love it, man. Thank you for being on. I hope to have you guys on again soon. Uh, this awesome. was a great conversation. You're, you're super knowledgeable and it's been a pleasure. My pleasure as well. Thank you so Thank much. You.